Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is hour number two of The Rob Carson Show. The bottom of the hour, we're going to talk to uh, someone who has a lot more knowledge of uh, cybersecurity, defense, uh, the military, Colonel John Mills is going to join us. He's got a book called The War Against the Deep State. He's a regular, and uh, we'll get his thoughts about uh, what's going on in D.C. Uh, yesterday, and I, I kind of uh, threw this out a little while ago, Corinne Jean-Pierre, they had a meeting yesterday where a bunch of scholars and whatever got together at the White House. She's not willing to divulge the names, but they're having a uh, discussion about the threats to democracy in our country. What is that about? On the same day that they unveiled an ad that just talked about going after Donald Trump and his supporters. This is a this is a strategy guys. This is a they're they're they've declared war on you and me. They they that's what they're going to do. That's their strategy. Is a war on Trump and his supporters. And uh, listen, I think we're all pretty battle hardened by now, right? About seven and a half years of this nonsense uh, peddled the metal the last 3. But this is what they're going to do, and I'm going to tell you, you better be ready for it. Listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre. This, you know, they just had a meeting about the future of democracy. When you think about what's the, the threat to democracy, and oh, we're not a democracy, let me just say to my friend Joe, I know we're not a democracy. We're a representative republic. But what would you consider the greatest threats to our country right now? What's number one? Southern border, right? Southern border. China. Uh... Uh, leftism, Maoism on campus, uh, attempts to destroy the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. Wouldn't you say those are the, the biggest threats to our country as founded? Yeah, but not Joe Biden. He says the people who support the opposite of that, the people who are patriotic Americans, who believe the country is a great American melting pot, who know the country has been the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. There's no doubt about this. London was around a thousand years. Paris was around a thousand years. And they were still pooping in the streets when the United States was founded. And then we went from pooping in the streets and riding around on horseback to uh, flying to the moon and playing golf before China is. They haven't even been there yet. So don't even, uh, don't even try to say that America is not the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. We know we are, but for the last, I don't know how many years, we've been told to be ashamed of it. And you know what? We're done with being ashamed of being American. You know, we, we've, we focus too much time on the jackass on the sidelines kneeling rather than the 65,000 people who are listening to the anthem and crying tears of joy. 
It's ridiculous. But here's Corinne Jean-Pierre. Oh, he's had a meeting yesterday about, uh, you know, the threats to democracy. Is there a list of the scholars and historians that the press office said? Yeah, I want to know who these scholars and historians are. At lunch with today so, and the lead-up to the chamber. I, I don't have a list to share at this time. For, for folks who are not tracking, this afternoon the president met uh, or had lunch with a group of scholars and historians to yeah, discuss who? ongoing threats uh, to threats? our democracy, whether who, here who are they? or and also abroad. Yeah. Uh, this is something that he tends to uh, to do, uh, especially as... I want to know who the hell's on the damn list. I want to know who's there. I want to know what you consider to be a threat to democracy, because right now all you're telling me is that I am. And I'm saying a bull crap. Yeah. I'm not going to stand for this nonsense. Mike Johnson was at the uh, southern border... And he calls the border an unmitigated disaster. Do you know why? Because it's an unmitigated disaster. Here is uh, the new Speaker of the House at the southern border yesterday. One thing is absolutely clear. America is at a breaking point with record levels of illegal immigration. And today... With the uh, scholars and historians talking about that in the White House? We got a first-hand look at the damage and the chaos the border catastrophe is causing in all of our communities. The situation here and across the country is truly unconscionable. We would describe it as both heartbreaking and infuriating. I'd call it man, pretty close to an act of war. Last month alone, we saw the most illegal crossings in recorded history. It is an unmitigated disaster, yeah, catastrophe. Yeah. And what's more tragic is that it's a disaster of the president's own design. Yeah. It was estimated on our tour just a moment ago that if the Biden administration would reinstate just the Remain in Mexico policy, it could stem the flow by probably 70% or more, yeah, yeah. but he refuses to do it. You know, and here's the thing, guys. You, you always, uh, we always like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but there's no doubt now. There's no benefit to, to thinking or, or believing that there's something good about this. There's no benefit of a doubt anymore because nobody doubts that Joe Biden and the Democrats want to destroy the country. Yeah. There you go. Here he is talking with Larry Kudlow about uh, why this is happening. And there's only one answer. It's intentional. No, this is intentional. These are policy choices that got us into this situation, Larry. Uh, We passed H.R. 2 seven months ago. Our legislation, the Secure the Border Act, does exactly what is necessary to stem the flow and get on top of this crisis. It would uh, restore the Remain in Mexico policy that worked so well under the Trump administration in catch and release. It would rebuild the wall, uh, finish uh, building the border wall. This is important deterrent. And importantly, it would do the things that we know can be done. The president doesn't even need new federal laws. No. He needs to enforce the ones that are on the books. He could do much of this by executive order, but he refuses to do it. Now, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas called it uh, climate change. The reason why all these illegals are coming is climate change. Now, think about this. Uh, they made uh, uh, Kamala Harris the border czar. She went to the border one time. It was 200 miles from the border while she was going home to uh, Berkeley. Literally, that was two years ago. She went down to the uh, Northern Triangle countries to find the solution, to find the reason, and and came up with nothing because she wasn't looking for anything. Because the only thing causing it is policy. So, So there's no source of it. The only source of it is from within. It's policy. I said this when Barack Obama was the president. When I lived in Washington, D.C., I said, what's bringing people across the border? Policy. That's it. But here's Mayorkas. It's, it's a global warming, giant, giant climate change, murder hornets, ozone hole, acid rain. So we are seeing the greatest number 
of displaced people, not only at our southern border, not only in the Western Hemisphere, but across the globe. You know, I am involved in bilateral and multilateral meetings with my counterparts from foreign countries in Europe. Uh, in Asia, oh, it's kind of the fun, Pacific, man. all over the world. And migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. It's caused, actually. We have the effects of climate change. Yeah, okay. Well, no, it's kind of weird because uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, there was a big old uh, hurricane in Florida, and there were fires in California. There's been flooding and all that. And all of that, they say, is caused by climate change. So why would people be coming here to a country that is affected profoundly by climate change? <laughs> you know, honestly, right? Are we the only country that's not experiencing climate change? Or maybe they're just uh, lying to you. And they are. They're just lying to you. This is an international movement to destroy borders. It is. It is. We all know this World Economic Forum kind of stuff. It should be fairly obvious because it's mirrored everywhere. Everything from uh, uh, becoming more dependent on China for energy, making your country energy dependent instead of independent, uh, government spending, uh, massive COVID uh, 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 restrictions on people that were unnecessary. It's all been a part of a plan. Look at Canada. Canada is exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing. This is Jake Tapper. Dear God in heaven. Jake Tapper was talking to Mike Johnson yesterday. And Jake Tapper tried to soft pedal all of the illegals coming across the border, including all of the uh, the enemies of America, including military age males and terror suspects. And, and uh, listen, Jake Tapper, even though we don't know how many terror suspects have come across the border, we know how many have been apprehended. And it's hundreds of... But Jake Tapper is trying to make it like, it's no big deal. Jake, the president should come to the border. What, a, what an idea that would be. He should talk to the border patrol agents who are down here. I think he went last year, just FYI. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah, he went there last year. Really? When and what date and what did he say? He went for a photo op. He should come and spend a couple of days like we have to be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border. That's effectively what it is. We have so many people. Jake, seven million people have come into the country since Biden uh, walked into the Oval Office. And that's a, a low estimate. Most people believe it may be twice that high. We have it, nearly two million gotaways that yeah, we oh know yeah. about, not to mention those who evaded capture. Over 300 uh, known terrorists apprehended at the border trying to come in. We don't know how many evaded uh, capture and, and uh, detection. They're in the country, potentially setting up terrorist cells everywhere. Fentanyl is the number one cause of death for Americans age 18 to 49, flowing over the border like an open sewer. Really so just just one note on the terrorist thing. Listen, there look. aren't hundreds of known terrorists getting into the country. There are people. God, he's such a bone. Uh, whose uh, identity <laughs> have been flagged on a certain database. I just don't want people out there thinking that they're, you know, 200 members of Hamas. Oh, they already are, you jackweed. It's flown into the into the country, and we don't even know about it. It's a, it's a hey, little bit more hey, complicated. Jake, I'm hey, not, Jake. I'm it, not. That's the terrorist watch list, Jake. Right. It takes quite a bit to make that list, okay? These are yeah, dangerous Jake. people who are coming into the country, and we have hardened criminals who are coming from all these countries around right. the world. They're opening. Uh, Jim, you know what? I'll tell you what. Uh, Jake, why don't you have a few of these people stay at your house for a weekend with your kids? There you go. They just want a place to, to work and live the American dream. Yeah. This is uh, Jim Jordan talking with my boy Greg Kelly last night on Newsmax about why Joe Biden would do this. He could he could put back in place the policies president. He could go negotiate with Mexico. They're going to wait in Mexico while we evaluate their asylum claim. He could continue building the wall. He could do all that, but he won't because they and this is the part that bothers me the most. 
why would a president of the United States intentionally, deliberately, willfully allow what's going to be 12 million people in his in his term as president? Why would he allow that to happen to our country and all the bad things that happened to women and children and all the drugs and everything else that, and how the cartels been? Why would he allow that? What is his objective? Why, why could you overlook the fact that 85,000 children have gone missing and are most probably either mules for drug lords, gang members, or sex slaves. What kind of a human being looks past that? What kind of a human being looks past 102,000 people dying of fentanyl overdoses last year, 18 to 49 years old, with the biggest number, 12 to 24? What kind of a president does that, unless he's a despot who hates the country and hates you? You know, there's something you ought to think about. You know, it should be fairly obvious. Uh, I found this sound by yesterday of uh, Nikki Haley at a town hall not that long ago. Sounded like she kind of tacitly supports an open border. We are a country of immigrants. I am the proud daughter of Indian parents that... Well, this is 2015. ...minded us every day how blessed we were to live in this country. They resent when people come here illegally. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here... They want to come for a better life, too. Really? They have kids, too. They have... What about those military-age males who are coming single from places like China and Turkey and Middle Eastern countries? A heart, too. They, so we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better... Oh, this is, she was responding to Trump saying that there were rapists and murderers coming across the border. And now we know that there, uh, there were and there are. Not all immigrants, which is what he said. But, of course, uh, everybody dove on him and, and said he made it like that. But it wasn't true. Life, And they're desperate to get here. What we need to do is make sure that we have a set of laws that we follow and that we go through... Yeah, yeah. And the uh, border... We have laws. There are ways to come into the country legally, and if you don't do that, you go bye-bye. With that. So, um, you know, I think that some things have been said that have been unfortunate and wrong, um, but I think we also need to remember, especially for all of us, I, I say for Republicans because that's, that's who it is, tone and communication matters, and tone. people matter, and we don't ever need to talk about this in a cold-hearted way. Oh, no, we're getting to that point, actually. We are getting to the point of that because our people are suffering. People in New York City are suffering. People in Chicago are suffering. Literally, they're walking over homeless people to put illegals in the Roosevelt Hotel or other hotels in, in New York. Did you know that uh, the uh, sales for tickets on Broadway have gone down 17% last year because people are afraid to go to New York City? Yeah. Did you know that uh, there was a Broadway production last week and one of the musicians was attacked by a homeless person who broke her hand and she'll never play the violin again? Did you know that? Oh, you didn't know that, did you? So, uh, you know, as far as tone is concerned, there's only one tone right now, and it's outrage. And, and we should be. We should be. Let's take a break and come back. I want to get into the uh, Epstein documents coming up next. The number is 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson show. Coming up, uh, it looks like they may be uh, putting the last nail into the Star Wars franchise coffin. The uh, director of the latest Star Wars movie uh, is the uh, the Jedi Order. 
Um, and, oh, the sequel. It's it's uh, yeah. It's a Jedi Order. It's her upcoming sequel to The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, they got a woke director who's a woman, and uh, she's promised it's going to be a feminist movie. So there's that. I don't know if that's such a good idea because so many Star Wars fans could uh, never get with a woman ever. <laughs> it's kind of it makes sense that way. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, we know that the Epstein documents have uh, come out. Uh, big names on there, including Prince uh, Prince Andrew, Alan Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz has said those, uh, that, that he's already uh, been cleared of it. He said that the woman who accused him uh, mis, uh, misidentified him, whatever. I, who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? I mean, with Bill Clinton, you kind of got to go, oh, sure. Prince Andrew, you got to go, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, David Copperfield was on the list. Apparently, he did a magic show at a gathering. And I have a funny feeling, uh, while Bill Clinton uh, was not a magician, he probably made some things disappear. <laughs> Then reappear, then disappear, then reappear. It's amazing how that happens. It's amazing how that happens. I think we should start with this. This is new from Jim Gossett about uh, Doe number 36, who's Bill Clinton, by the way. Doe, I'm John Doe 36. Right, my friend at FBI. Sleeping on the couch again. Knows I flew on Epstein's plane. Now, no longer can I lie. Going on 30 years. I am mentioned 50 times. Lots of evidence to show. They're exposing all my crimes. Cause I've been revealed as dope. Dope. I'm John Doe 36. Hey. Me and Jeff were closest pals. Prince Andrew. And I could be in a fix. If they tie me to his gown, Duke of York, Prince Andrew, and maybe Bill Gates. Bill Gates! It could be named in those papers too. Stephen Hawking! It could seal all of our fates if it's proven to be true. Hillary, please tell me what to do. Won't you? <laughs> That's Jim Gossett. Uh, yeah, Michael Jackson. Not a big surprise. Stephen Hawking, a well known uh, prime minister. Uh, former U.S. President Bill Clinton apparently likes him young. One alleged Epstein victim is also victim has also claimed that almost uh, one thousand in almost one thousand pages of evidence released by the U.S. there was an allegation that uh, Professor Stephen Hawking participated in a sex party. Don't know how exciting that party would have been, but anyway, anyway, there's that. Uh, Jane Doe number three, Virginia Jeffrey. Claims she had sex with uh, Prince Andrew in 2001 when she was 17 or 18. The age of consent in the U.S. Virgin Islands is 18. So uh, it sounds like uh, a whole lot of scumbags who were buddies with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Some had no clue. Some did. Um, they, uh, they confirmed that, jo- that Donald Trump did not visit Epstein's homes or island, had no contact with underage girls, by the way. They were talking to uh, one of these, uh, these uh, Jane Doe number three. Did any of the guests for whom you gave a massage mention they expected something sexual? No. Uh, then they said, George Lucas? No. Donald Trump? No. Did you ever massage Donald Trump? No. Okay. Uh, oh, it said here, did you ever massage, uh, Alan, have sex with Alan Dershowitz? Absolutely not, is what the, uh, the woman said. Did you ever see Donald Trump at Jeffrey's home? No. Uh, in Mexico or in New Mexico? No. In New York? No. So there's that. So uh, And Trump had been talking about this. He was talking about how, and usually if you are a, a suspect, you're not going to say, oh, oh, there's big news coming out. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. And Trump did that. And did that. And, and by the way, to put things in perspective, this is one of the, uh, the victims 
of uh, Jeffrey Epstein after his sentencing and before his murder. Suicide, suicide. And that is not it. Here is, um, here is one of the victims. I want you to listen to this because people are going to have to be held accountable for this. On that island, there was a constant stream of girls being raped over and over and over again. And yes, Ghislaine must die in prison because I've been in hell and back the last 17 years. Yeah, it can't be just uh, Jeffrey Epstein goes to prison, gets murdered, I mean, commits suicide. Uh, the people that he provided women for and who paid or, you know, political favored their way into that are going to have to be held accountable for it because it's illegal, even if Jeffrey Epstein is dead. John Mills, coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Coming up, we got a special guest, Colonel John Mills. But first, uh, major U.S. retail chains are shutting down across the country. Do you ever kind of wonder why a state would say, I can go in and take whatever you want, just take $1,000 worth of stuff and leave, and you won't be charged? Well, what do you suppose some of those big retailers were? Well, drugstores. Yeah, drugstores, CVS, Rite Aid, uh, all of these. Rite Aid, 154 stores closed last year. Yeah, did you know that? Did you know that uh, Walgreens closed 150? Yeah, did you know CVS closed 300? What happens if your pharmacy just shuts down? Who are you going to rely on for uh, medical needs in an emergency? Well, I got an emergency medical kit from the wellness company. The wellness company founded by Dr. Peter McAuliffe, one of the most censored men in, in uh, medical history by the Biden administration during COVID. Also, Dr. Drew is now on the board of directors. Huge, huge. The wellness company. And if you want this uh, medical kit that has amoxicillin, Z-Pak, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the medicines that were verboten, according to the CDC, you can get them now. You don't have to go to Florida like I had to go when I had COVID. Just order the medical kit, get online, fill out a questionnaire, your allergies and whatnot, medical conditions, and they'll send you a medical kit. With all of the things that I just said, all you have to do if you want to save 10% and get this done is go to twc.health slash Carson twc.health slash Carson. I'm telling you, you look at all of the madness that's happening in this country. And, and I was in the grocery store last night. I remember no eggs, no meat, no toilet paper. Remember that? Last night at Walmart, no eggs. Why the hell weren't any eggs? Can you imagine if you didn't have access to the meds you need? twc.health slash Carson. Joining us on the Newsmax Hotline, Colonel John Mills, uh, retired U.S. Army colonel, also former director of uh, cybersecurity policy at the Department of Defense, and the author of a book, The War Against the Deep State. Hello there, Colonel. How you doing today? Hey, Rob. Great to be back on your show. Thank you so much. We got a little weirdness with the phone here, so hopefully we'll clear that up. I don't know what it is with your phone. Um, you hear me? Oh, uh, it's not a good phone line. Um, Brian, should we hang up and, and call the colonel back, do you suppose? Just tell me in my ear. Yeah, okay. We're going to drop you off real quick, colonel. Uh, colonel, why don't we call you? Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> uh, going to hang up, and Brian will call you right back, because I want this to be uh, spot on with uh, Colonel John Mills, because I got a lot of questions. I got a lot of questions like, why did Joan Biden have a meeting at the White House with scholars and authors about threats of democracy, both 
in our country and abroad yesterday. I'm kind of curious. John Mills, are you back? Hello, my friend. How are you? I am back. Can you hear me? It's a little better. Uh, just you know, trying to get to a point, a place where maybe uh, you know, I don't know where you are, but uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. I want to ask you this, uh, Colonel John Mills. Um, yesterday, uh, they had a meeting at the White House on the eve of uh, January the 6th that they're trying to make into December the 7th, by the way. And uh, they had a meeting of uh, scholars and historians that they would not name about the threats to our democracy, uh, John Mills. And, and then yesterday, Joe Biden unveiled a new campaign ad that didn't talk about the future of the country or the economy. It talked about Trump supporters and Trump being the enemies of the country. Uh, what does this add up to you? What does your gut tell you about this strategy? Well, it appears that uh, Biden is in election mode uh, to attempt to get reelected. So they couldn't care less about how the economy is doing, which is bad. Uh, although he seems to, I, I thought he said it was like the best economy ever. I don't know what planet he was talking about. <laughs> uh, but uh, so this is this is sheer unadulterated uh, uh, political warfare. And it's all about Trump, you know, but the more they make it about Trump, I think the more likely uh, he is to win, uh, because I think most Americans can see through this. They know that uh, the fraud of January 6th was there. There was no insurrection. Uh, that is an absolute fraud. Uh, and they use they, they obsess and dwell over that term uh, because of legal uh, uh, matters and legal concerns and definitions. Uh, but uh, so they, they they they're trying to make it all about Trump. But I think you know it's uh, uh, they're 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 creating more power, more energy uh, on the Trump side. And, uh, and most Americans uh, don't don't buy into this this narrative. And uh, and the more we see with context now that the tapes have all been released, and we can see that there's many convictions based upon that were, were lies we have to revisit uh, those uh, those uh, charges and convictions now that the tapes have been released and showed absolute lies uh, of the of the prosec prosecutors and, and it's shameful that they would not allow the tapes into these proceedings so uh, yeah this is uh, this is them you know they're they're it's they're in their inner um, echo chamber of them talking to themselves and them talking to 5% of the American public, mainly those living on Manhattan and going to Starbucks. And, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, you just, you just say the word Trump and uh, these, uh, these absolute lightweights uh, pass out, you know, this is your, you know, your, your legacy white population that's uh, elite, you know, and you just say the word Trump and these people just go into uh, have a conniption fit and meltdown, yeah. uh, you know. So I'm sorry, you know, 80, 84%, according to Rasmussen, 84% believe there is a deep state. So 84% of Americans know this is a, a total fraud and uh, they, they just look at the economy, they look at what's going on, uh, they look at inflation and you talk about store closures. That's the canary in the coal mine talking about real economic health of an environment. And they'll go, oh, hey, but actually, you know, uh, crime has actually gone down according to our statistics. Well, yeah, if if uh, you decriminalize any activity where you steal a thousand dollars or under, uh, well, of course, your numerator over denominator is going to show a downward trend because you're not uh, actually enforcing the law. And everybody knows, hey, I can just walk in and I can walk out with a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. Nothing's going to happen. Well, what's going to happen?
people are going to start walking in and walking out $1,000, $2,000, $3,000, and society collapses. And we got the greatest tsunami of internal migration in American history uh, as the blue areas are, are collapsing and losing population, even with all of the illegals coming across the unsecure southern border. And Gavin Newsom is uh, must be on legal cannabis because you know he's acting as if hey it's never been better in California. Well, if it's so great in California, why is everybody leaving? Let me ask you this, uh, John Mills, and, and like I said, you, you know they they're focusing on uh, January the sixth, but they it's really what they want us to remember January the sixth, but they want to forget twenty twenty, they want to forget October the seventh in Israel. Uh, it is remarkable. Uh, but back to the border, um, the border. I want to know your thoughts on the border. This, you're a military man. If if these uh, unaccompanied men coming in, military age men coming across the border had AKs strapped on their backs, it would be a uh, an invading army. Why in the hell would the president of the United States look the other way to everything coming across the border? With COVID, you didn't have to be tested. You could be positive. They've got, they've got TB showing up in hospitals in California. And now you've got military-age males coming across the southern border. Uh, you know what? I'm not giving Joe Biden the benefit of the doubt because there's no doubt to me that he wants to tear the country down. What do you think? Well, yeah, yeah, this is uh, absolutely intentional. I was down uh, about September or August. I went down to uh, Panama to see it firsthand with uh, Michael Yan and Ann Vandersteel. And, yeah, this is an app. These are par- – I, I use the legal – talking about legal terms. I use the term legal paramil- uh, 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 paramilitaries. We need to move forward on an authorization to use military force because they're overseeing sentinel production in northern Mexico. The, the cartels are working for them. You know, that is, that's what's going on. The cartels are now underneath uh, the Chinese paramilitaries in northern Mexico. And bon- added bonus feature is we're getting the uh, Chinese paramilitaries are now muscling in on legal cannabis operations. Why? Because it's a high-cash activity. Uh, it's a high-cash. Get it legal in all these states, John. Why, why are they making it legal in all these states? Of course. It's, it's like making us energy dependent, so we have to go to China for EVs and, and windmills and solar panels. And now they want to legalize weed uh, in every state in the country. In the, in the, in the country. And, and you, you know that's got to be a part of this. Well, well, yeah, it's a high cash operation. You can't bank the money because of federal laws on on, uh, on on this cash. So this is like, gee, just watch episode one of Tulsa where uh, Sylvester Sloan walks in and says, well, this is, this is what an incredible deal. You mean you can't bank this? No, we're not allowed to bank this. So this lie of legal cannabis in states creates an absolute disaster uh, because it's a high cash operation that nefarious activity, uh, nefarious actors now in the Chinese, the Chinese paramilitary, they, they, they gravitate and they muscle in and take over. It's happening in California, Ohio, Maine. Uh, we have so many reports of this. So they muscle in, take over the legal cannabis operations. You've got Chinese nationals killing Chinese nationals, taking over these operations. Now you've got the funding for all your wild, wacky groups. Uh, so if you thought the summer of 2020, was, the summer of love in 2020 was wonderful, get ready. It's going to yeah. be that on steroids because now they got the funding mechanism. So everybody who was Antifa, 
and transgender protester is now suddenly a Palestinian protester. And yep. where do you think that, you know, they, it's already been documented the United Front busing these people in and paying them. Where do you think this cash is coming from? Let me ask you this, John Mills, Colonel John Mills, uh, because I, I know there is an underlying current in this country of, I won't say fear, because patriotic Americans are not afraid. They're ready to fight. But when you see this many military-age males come across the southern border, what I mean, when you're thinking about the possibilities of why, what is the worst-case scenario, and how do we respond to it? How do you think the country will respond to it? Well, that's why I say uh, we already have several congressmen that have already proposed authorization to use military force against against the, the Chinese paramilitaries operating in northern Mexico. But that should be expanded to include we need a mass uh, arrest, roundup, and incarceration of the, these Chinese. Uh, this is this is no question about it. This is what in military terms is called your advanced force operators. These are your little green men that will be in place when the when the green light is given to uh, uh, essentially collapse society. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is this we everybody's going well. When World War Three starts with China, no, no, no. World War Three with China started several years ago, and we just um, so so many folks are so smart they're stupid and they don't realize. Uh, what unrestricted asymmetric warfare looks like, and they're in progress. We're talking about the unbelievable broad mass warfare against merchant shipping in the Middle East. Hey, that's part of World War III. The Hamas attack, that's part of World War III. Iran acting as a proxy, that's World War III. You know, the the absolute fentanyl killing 10,000 Americans a month, which nobody seems to be outraged about, that's World War III. As I like to say, Colonel, um, Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. We were always looking at a quid pro quo, and you know he got he got money from all of our enemies. Uh, he got money money from Ukraine and and China, and and his presidency is the quid pro quo. And he has made uh, he sent billions of dollars to Ukraine. He has he has sent uh, he has gotten uh, uh, you know he made us energy dependent. We we saw the Chinese spy balloon. I remember when that came over, uh, Colonel. And when I first saw that spy balloon, I thought one thing: electromagnetic pulse. And I said that that wasn't a, the beginning of something. That was an exclamation point to the world that we can get away with this. And then we find out the other day they literally used a U.S. Internet operator to transmit the information back to China. And there was a FISA warrant involved. That, to me, says Joe Biden is compromised. There's without a doubt. And that's, I think, what a lot of people have on their minds, and that's what they believe. Yeah, between an incompetent, uh, inefficient bureaucracy... Uh, and, uh, again, I've, I've been very hesitant to shout out that uh, Joe Biden is bought off and corrupt, but uh, we now have so much evidence that ha- that happened. We are starting the impeachment proceedings, but between the, uh, I, uh, you know, the 1023s out of FBI, the suspicious activity reports, yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear somebody was taking money, and it looks like somebody directly in the Biden family, maybe even the big guy himself. Let me, let me ask you this, Colonel, because you have a extensive experience, obviously, in a career in the military. Looking at 2024, how would you tell the American people, patriotic Americans, to prepare for what's coming? What would you suggest to them? I know that's kind of a heavy lift to throw out there, but I kind of want to get your advice on this. Well, just quick rapid fire is one, you always should be prepared at your home. Have some extra food, have some extra paper products. 
I would say definitely uh, you should be uh, prepared to, to defend yourself. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I would say a backup generator uh, uh, hooked up to your uh, the natural gas line is always a good idea. Have some extra cash, maybe even a little gold. Uh, and like I said, that definitely have extra food and water. But I think the most important thing is go on the offense and make sure you absolutely insert yourself in the governance of your local county, the 3,300 county, county equivalents. Make sure you have a clean county and let let those seven... And Colonel, Je- Colonel, can you hold on? Can you hold on? We've got to take a break. Can, I, can you hold on and we'll do yeah. another break with you in just a second? Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. We got uh, Colonel John Mills on the uh, on the Newsmax hotline. We were talking about uh, you know what we should do uh, preparing for twenty twenty four because we all know something's going to hit the fan because twenty twenty happened because twenty twenty was twenty twenty. That's what I said. Twenty twenty four is going to be worse. I hang out with a lot of people who you probably like. Uh, my group of friends are a lot like the cast of the Expendables. Uh, a lot of ex-military types and uh, uh, and, and just, you know, uh, men, real men. And we have cigars and stuff. And, and uh, all of these uh, patriotic Americans are uh, very upset with the direction the country has taken. And they're whispering about what we do to defend it, uh, Colonel John Mills. Do you do you find that with other people, that, that some of the people you know, particularly those in the military, are concerned about the future of the country and aren't going to let it, uh, it uh, go down on their watch? Well, yeah, I'd say that's predominantly uh, the majority opinion outside of our group of woke senior leaders who uh, have just lost their minds to this corrosive psychology of DEI, CRT, and wokeness. Uh, yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, back to guard and reserve, retired ex. Uh, nobody wants to see this. People do feel intimidated, and uh, you know, the left has done a very good job of intimidating. But I think, they, as usual, they've overplayed their hand. And and uh, you know, just like with this uh, uh, wingnut uh, at uh, Harvard, uh, who you know got uh, thrown out. Uh, but now, but she, but you know, don't don't worry. She she, she still gets nine hundred thousand dollars a year. I don't know how she yeah. can make ends meet. Uh, but, uh, you know, so, so now she's just going to be teaching some class on some drivel, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, and getting 900000 a year. I mean, and people are going, hold it. Joe Biden you did know, it at UPenn, man. That's what Joe Biden did at UPenn. He got a million dollars a year. Yeah. Well, one, one of the greatest greatest gigs you can get, and this is how they buy off, is the uh, Harvard and their adjunct professors who are making a minimum. They're starting out at two hundred fifty thousand a year. They're adjunct professors to teach one one class a year, and so this is how they buy off. Uh, this is how big academia and the nonprofits. Harvard is a nonprofit. Uh, this is how they they uh, they throw they. They take over society, but a lot of people are waking up to this and going, "Hold on a second. Big time. It's, 
So this whole thing was almost a Gettysburg event with throwing out this, uh, 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 what, what's her name? The, the, the Claudine Gay. Claudine Gay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she, she's just an absolute, uh, you know, you know, just a serial plagiarizer. Not sure yeah. where she got yeah. that from. Um, you know. Listen, our, our time is nigh. We've, we've got about another 40 seconds. I, I do believe that Elistaphonic uh, uh, caused an earthquake in higher education, and I think it's going to take at least a generation for Harvard to recover, <laughs> if it ever does. Colonel John Mills, I want to thank you for joining me today. I'm optimistic. Every day that I come to the airways, I try to be optimistic, and we're going to go through many tribulations. We've already been through a lot, and no, we don't know what we're going to go through. But I believe at 74 percent of us believe the country's headed in the wrong direction 74 percent of us can come together to save the country colonel and uh, and you know i'm glad you're on our side is all i gotta say my friend have a glorious day we'll have you on again soon all right sound good absolutely looking forward to it thank you all right very good that is colonel john mills this my friends is the rob carson show Hey guys, it's Carson. Christmas just passed, but I have a really great gift idea. You can still give yourself. Why don't you give yourself the new streaming service, Newsmax Plus? Move over Netflix and Disney Plus and Hulu. Just start Newsmax Plus. I subscribed. I love it. Get Newsmax Best Shows with Rob Schmidt, Eric Boulding, Greta Van Susteren, Greg Kelly, and more. You also get lots of movies, documentaries, history, comedy. Newsmax Plus just signed up more than 180,000 people. Newsmax Plus lets you watch the Newsmax channel on your phone or home TV app. And Newsmax Plus is the only streamer to give you all the Donald Trump rallies. Fox News censors most of them. So get Newsmax Plus today. It's free to start. Just go to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's Newsmax, spell the plus, dot com. Start your free subscription. Again, NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Millions are switching to Newsmax. So try it free today. This is the Rob Carson Show, final hour of the show today, and the number, if you would like to uh, partake, is 800-922-6680. I got a lot of things I want to get to, including uh, the resignation of Claudine Gay, and and more importantly, the earthquake that was caused by uh, Elise Stefanik. She did. She, uh, She started a revolution. Uh, against woke and uh, the left is doing their level best to prop up Claudine Gay and they're on the once again on the wrong side of history but this time it's it's more naked than ever because everybody sees that Claudine Gay was a DEI uh, a DEI hire she did not have the uh, the skills the uh, intelligence or the capability or resume to do what she does and I posted online a non-scientific survey let me show you how non-scientific it was okay so I decided to just do a straight question on Twitter or I'm not going to say X. I'd call it Twitter. Deal with it, all right? Because usually if I just said X, you'd be like, X, it's Twitter. So anyway, uh, I did a little question on Twitter. And I said, uh, for my show tomorrow, a poll. Do you be- believe Claudine Gay's dismissal from Harvard is based on racism? Okay, it's a straightforward question. Now, to show my lack of bias, I tagged it, uh, Jesse Smollett, Bubba Wallace. Uh, just, you know, just because... <laughs> Uh, 92.9% of you say, uh, no, racism wasn't part of it. Uh, 7.1% of you say it was. And you know what? Uh, The 7.1%, you guys are high. You're completely out of your nut. 
All right, she has she had no uh, she had no resume. She plagiarized the crap out of people, particularly uh, uh, a, a black author. Uh, her entire her entire uh, career her her uh, her uh, it, it's it's all been a lie. She steals from other people. She had to have an original idea. She's never written a book, but they moved her. They, they approved her to be the president of Harvard like that. And you know why? Same reason they put Ketanji Brown Jackson in the Supreme Court, because she checked a couple boxes. You know, Joe Biden made it very clear. He would not accept. He excluded thousands of applicants or, or people who would be interested in it and went with, we're going with black woman. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. Uh, black woman. What does that have to do with being a Supreme Court? No, nope, black woman. Everybody else is excluded. There's a lot of that going on. There's a lot of that nonsense going on. I mean, guys, we have a woman on the Supreme Court who was asked what a woman is by Marcia Blackburn. What is it? Can you define a woman? She couldn't do it. My follow-up question would be, do you consider yourself to be a woman? Yes. What makes you a woman? That would have been the follow-up question. There you go. Uh, it's interesting. And, and, and it's also, you know, it, honest. I, I'm just, I'm kind of done, you know, with the debate and the nonsense. You understand it as well. It's all nonsense. All of this leftist crap, this childish bull crap on campus is all nonsense. We're adults here. We live in a country that people for centuries have fought and died for. Adults who uh, swore an oath to defend their country died on foreign soil. Their bodies are there. Then we help rebuild the countries that we saved. We don't have time for this nonsense. And that's why I say we gotta stay focused as the founders. We have to. Because we're gonna win this, but they're gonna throw everything at us. And, and this thing with uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about how Joe Biden met with a diverse group of historians to discuss democracy yesterday, uh, that's kind of true. People are wondering why. The future of democracy, why would they do this? Why would they have a meeting where they can't say who is in the White House talking about the future of democracy when yesterday they launched an ad, Joe Biden's new campaign ad, which is all about going after uh, Trump and his supporters and then uh, doing a speech tomorrow in Valley Forge where he's going to do the same damn thing he did in front of Independence Hall last year, except you know may, he may bathe it in blood red like he did Independence Hall and call uh, Trump supporters, mega fascists and enemies of democracy, but he's going to do more than that. This isn't going to end well, and you know it. You know it. It's not going to end well for the people in charge. I'll tell you that. It's not going to end well for them. But here's a little bit of the ad if you hadn't heard it. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. All of us. Are what, what the hell are you talking about? Me, Trump supporters, first of all, we don't live in a democracy. We live in a representative republic. We're the ones who were saying we want to return the country to its foundational aspirations, to the Constitution, all of the things that got us here. The left are the ones that are tearing it down. So he's saying the opposite of the truth. Being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? We don't have a democracy, dummy. History's watching. The world is watching. Yeah. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. The vice president and I have supported voting. Okay, you know, nobody cares because uh, they think your vice president's an idiot, too. It's it just, you know, you can smell something. Uh, you know what's going on. 
And like I said, we got to be focused on the founders. Not all of this, this nonsense. Time for the adults to take charge. They said they were the adults. <laughs> they said they were the adults. Oh, my God. It's so fantastic. It's just so fantastic. Let's talk about uh, this uh, Claudine Gay thing here. Claudine Gay. Well, well before I do that, I had uh, mentioned that uh, we've been calling the Ivy League the Poison Ivy League, right? And I credited my friend Chris Plant with that expression. And I legitimately think he came up with it on his own. I think he said, oh, Poison Ivy League. And, uh, and, and then somebody said, oh, no, no, that was, that's been around for a while. I was like, really? I've never heard of it before. And then somebody sent me, listen to, listen to this. You want to hear the, the, the first mention of Poison Ivy League that I have heard on record? is made by my idol, not Victor Davis Hanson. No, 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 no. <laughs> Elvis Presley, baby. Elvis Aaron Presley, king of rock and roll. I, when I was a little boy, uh, I, I discovered him right before he died, right? And I became the biggest fan. I had all my walls plastered with Elvis stuff and everything. It was, I was way past, you know. I mean, like, I was discovering a guy who was, he reaches pinnacle, you know, 15 years before I was born. Anyway, um, a huge, huge, huge fan of Elvis Presley. I know everything about Elvis Presley. Um, anyway, in the movie Roustabout in 1964, which uh, was a terrible, terrible movie, uh, he mentioned he was, he was in a, a club and he's getting ready, and of course, uh, there's a bunch of guys in the audience, and he's uh, flirting with the girls, and the guys are ready to start a fight and all that. And generally in an Elvis movie, you know, the movie's going to go one way or another. He's going to fight or sing. We used to have a game called uh, Elvis, the Elvis game. You, is he going to fight or sing? We play a segment of the, the audio, and you'd have to decide in the next scene, is he going to fight or is he going to sing? Because that's what he does. And the songs are terrible, by the way. But anyway, here he is in Roustabout. Uh, the first uh, recording I've heard of the word and the phrase Poison Ivy League. A little thing for our friends on Fraternity Row. Hello. Hail to the old Ivy League. Poison Ivy League. Poison Ivy League. Come on, come on. There you go. He rhymed panty raid and lemonade. That is, uh, that is just terrible. Uh, <laughs> I just to wait up. And I would wait because I was such an Elvis fan when I was a little boy. I would find out that they were running an Elvis movie like one in the morning, and I would sneak down and watch it on the television. And they were terrible movies. <laughs> terrible movies. Uh, back to Claudine Gay. The mainstream media, they are all in for a plagiarist. Now, it's kind of weird because Claudine Gay was the second uh, university president who, uh, who was uh, grilled in front of Congress who wouldn't defend Jewish people and wouldn't condemn people who called for their, uh, for their genocide. Uh, the first one was a woman uh, uh, named Liz McGill, and she was at UPenn, and she was fired and left a couple weeks ago. But nobody's saying it was about misogyny. Nobody's saying it's because it was their, their, uh, they hate women, right? But suddenly, uh, even though uh, Claudine Gay has had a, I mean, like Barack Obama's life, you know, raised in private schools and, uh, you know, surrounded with, uh, uh, well, certainly a lot of white people, never had a problem with white people before all of a sudden, uh, you know, got to become the president of Harvard, even though she has a terrible resume and she's a, uh, a plagiarist and she's also an anti-Semite. She also, by the way, is down with the separate graduation, uh, you know, uh, <clears throat> separate buildings on campus, separate dorms on campus for the races. 
So she's all down with this crap. And uh, anyway, here's what the uh, the press had to say about her. What happened to Claudine Gay was mob pressure. There is this sort of open war on black progress. No. No, there isn't. Black history. No, um, no, no, there isn't. Claudine Gay, the president uh, of Harvard University, at least up until she resigned, um, is now the latest casualty of that. There very much is a racial uh, component. I don't think it's fair to say all of her critics were racist, but certainly a few of them were. No, no, they weren't. It looks as though she was targeted. The fact that she's a black woman in the first... That is such a bunch of crap. Nobody says... I want to fire because she's black. Person uh, who is a, a black American to lead Harvard uh, only. Added- how do you feel? I want to ask the the uh, black people in the audience. How does it feel being infantilized by white rich liberals? How how does that make you feel? That you should not be held responsible for anything. That you can't succeed in this country, even though the greatest black people who've ever lived on the world. Uh, largely come from the United States of America. They've achieved more than 99.9% of the people who've lived on the planet, people like Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, Harriet Tubman, and uh, I can go on and on, Rosa Parks and Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jordan. And I mean, really? Thurgood Marshall, come on. Louis Armstrong, for God's sake. Think about the, the, the contributions of, of black Americans and every one of these morons who suddenly say America is so racist. They're discounting the glorious history that people who came before them were able to achieve despite absolute racism. Not the bullcrap made up stuff that people like Claudine Gay is spewing about. And, and then when she fails, and she's convinced that she can be this, and she gets into a position of president, and it's exposed that she's not qualified, do you suppose that does any good for other people of color? Or does it make people go, huh, oh, I see you're the president or whatever. Well, the reason being is because you're black. And now they're admitting it. <laughs> it's really stupid. This is the New York Times' Myra Gay uh, spewing some uh, nonsensical pap about the firing of Claudine Gay. Um, The thing that really disturbs me is the unrelenting campaign from the right and from some conservative Mm -hmm. activists to uh, slander, discredit, and... Kind of like what they've done to Donald Trump and all Trump supporters. Ultimately, I I guess, uh, you know, somebody used the phrase... Uh, we've claimed a scalp, I said, I think. On, no, no, nobody said that. On uh, social media, you know, to essentially unseat gay and other presidents as well. Um, with, if she's a plagiarist and an anti-Semite, she needs to be fired. They don't like, uh, you know, the, not just the handling of uh, the horrific attacks on Israel on October 7th. Yeah, she did a terrible job. On campus, but really anything else. Uh, that they don't like. No, no, no. It just came out that she was uh, a plagiarist. And uh, Carol McSwain is one of the people, the authors, that she plagiarized. And they just wanted to be held, held accountable. You know why? Because if you get caught plagiarizing on campus, you're, you're booted. You're done. You're off. You as a student are done. And yet they want this esteemed university to allow this to continue and have any credibility at all? Unbelievable. Here's a little bit more from this uh, Mara, Mara Gay, and this is where she gets into the multiculturalism, uh, which, by the way, is a movement they created so that uh, untalented, uh, unintelligent people could uh, not be fired. It's an attack on 
people who it's are, not about being black, shut up. are pluralists and believe that you should bring people from all over the world together uh, of diverse backgrounds. Yeah, we, we've been doing that since we were founded. That you, you actually have more scholarly rigor. And, and well, rigor's uh, part of the make sure it's not plagiarized. Or um, value can be uh, brought by having people from... This is a faculty lounge gobbledygook. ...different backgrounds. This is an attack on diversity. Diversity. This is an attack on multiculturalism. Multiculturalism. And on many of the values that a lot of us hold dear. And, in fact, anybody really who... When you make that the target and you act like we've never been that... Uh, you show that you're morally, morally and intellectually bankrupt. We've always been a melting pot. We do have our, uh, uh, you know, our past. There was slavery 160 years ago. But honestly, we've always been what she just said. And, and uh, she's a moron. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. I want to play a little bit more of this from Mara Gay here. Actually, let's repeat something from this Mara Gay from the New York Times. Uh, the reason why the left always uh, uh, finds useful idiots um, younger people is because younger people haven't lived history. And, uh, and if you don't teach history in the schools, they won't know history. So when you hear this moron talk about uh, how, uh, you know, uh, people working together and uh, multiculturalism, acting like it's never been done in this country... Even though, as I mentioned yesterday, if you go to the Olympics and you look at the Chinese team, uh, who is on that team? All Chinese people. Korea, all Korean people. German, all German. Russian, all German. Or all Russian. Uh, you know, but, but America, every, everybody. Uh, you know, everybody from Christy Yamaguchi to, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bruce Jenner, who is now a girl, you know. Uh, everything, everything, you know, black athletes, uh, Chinese athletes, everything. That's America. But listen to this, uh, this buffoonish 30-something academic. It's an attack on uh, people who are pluralists and believe that, Whatever that is. I don't you know. should bring people from all over the world together. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, we've been doing that for 240 years. Of diverse backgrounds. Yeah, we and already you, do that. You actually have more scholarly rigor. Yeah, and then she lost me at scholarly rigor because they allowed, uh, and she is for apparently, uh, you know, plagiarism. And and here's what I was raised with. You know, I'm one of these uh, kids who was born in the 70s and 80s, grew up in the 70s and 80s. I'm a Gen X or latchkey kid, whatever you want to call us. And and we were patriotic. And and and, and uh, the black version of the sitcom was the Jeffersons, and the white version of that same sitcom was all in the family. And, and we watched Roots, and we watched Sanford and Son, and we watched What's Happening, and we watched Good Times, and we watched The Waltons, and we didn't care. And then we saw this on Saturday mornings between cartoons. The great American melting pot, the great American melting pot. Yeah. America was founded by the English. But also by the German Dutch and French. Colonizers! The principal still sticks, our heritage is mixed. So, so any kid could be the president. Well, you really? simply melt right. Doesn't matter what your skin. Yeah, we put all this behind us. But these idiots show up in academia and act like none of that happened. And they're, they're intellectually uh, broken. This is Rob Schmidt, a, a brilliant, brilliant monologue. I think it was the night before last. Talking about equity. 
All right, they're not talking about equality. They're talking about equity, which is, uh, uh, which is um, sameness of outcome. Okay, and that's communism. Listen to Rob Schmidt. They don't want you to realize DEI, equity, these are merely euphemisms for the most destructive ideology that humans have ever conjured. What's that? Equity is a communist principle, ah. equality of outcome. Yes. I have a nuclear weapon, but if we do, I think they'll think twice about it. These are merely euphemisms for the most destructive ideology that I humans I don't know what just happened there, but. have ever conjured. Equity is a communist principle, equality of outcome, of course, an ideal that always delivers a lethargic, impoverished country and populace. But thanks to clever linguistics and a population largely uneducated and disinterested in world history or trying to cancel world history, yes. equity, and, equity and DEI are fashionable today. Americans today live a little too well for their own good. We want for very little. And that is a vulnerability that the left always exploits. Yes, absolutely. Now, here's Rob Schmidt talking about Claudine Gay and her biggest supporter, Barack Obama. Barack Obama, we learned, was privately lobbying to save Claudine Gay's career. Huh. Now, Obama did not do this publicly. It was a shadow campaign, as Obama needs to, of course, maintain a mainstream image to continue duping Americans into voting for his radicalized party. In truth, though... As we've all found out, Obama is the cancer that is killing this country. It is he and his ilk ushering wow. in a wave of radicalism over the yeah. last 15 years. White liberals, the country's greatest threat, were blinded by Obama's skin color, pretty smile, and suave speeches. And the they still are. The same. And by the way, who said that the white liberal was the biggest danger to the country? Who was it? Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm X said that. Isn't that weird? Coming up, Vivek Ramaswamy takes a reporter to task. i got to tell you, I like this guy. He ain't my candidate. Not going to be the candidate this year, but pretty impressive stuff. Don't go anywhere. Let's go to Chris in Catonsville. He wants to talk a little bit about uh, college presidents and uh, plagiarism. Chris, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? afternoon um yes, real sir. quick equity is uh, stuff that homeowners have in their house and um <laughs> the uh college gals that um that quit without a thing those other two has anybody checked out their plagiarism records if there is any or not you know that kind of thing I, for fun and good journalism you know i i don't know but i know that liz mcgill quit because of her uh, idiotic response and by the way it was the same response of the uh, president of mit claudine gay and her they they all had the exact same response with regard to when someone says uh they support the uh, the uh, uh you know uh, killing all the jews is that you know uh, whatever and and they all fell yeah, they all. They, but as far as plagiarism, no, uh, it, it became painfully obvious. And by the way, the the people who approved um, uh, Claudine Gay to become the president of the university, they knew about this. Wow. They knew, but they yeah. went ahead and approved her anyway. Right. But seeing as how those other two just said the same thing like that, would it not be prudent to check out their you know credentials too? I mean, for like I said, fun and good journalism. <laughs> Well, they may have it. They just don't have anything. Yeah, well, you know, because yeah. generally, I'll tell you, generally, when it comes to plagiarism, it is verboten right. in in higher education. It is. So I would assume if something. Uh, yeah, but well, you know, I mean, you know how well, they you, are. Well, okay. All right, Chris. I appreciate your phone call. Yeah, I, I think you bet. Just because they went after Claudine Gay for uh, plagiarism doesn't mean that everybody committed plagiarism. 
That's the stupidity. Of, not, not you, Chris. You're not being stupid. But, but Al, Al Sharpton, he says, this is an attack on all black women. No, it's not. Just on one who should not be the president of freaking Harvard because she's a plagiarist. All right, imagine if I started my show every single day with uh, uh, the pretenders. And I went, with talent on loan from God, the Rob Carson Show. How would you feel about that? Or if I went, and did an update like that. How would you feel about that? You know, I would never do that. I would never do that. A, because you'd recognize that. And B, I don't steal. Ideas are all you have. Your ideas. That's why China, China sucks largely. I mean, honestly, they have to steal everything. We, we were playing golf on the moon 50 years ago. They're just now talking about going there. And I'm not talking about all the Chinese people, but the people in charge pretty much suck. They have no good ideas and they have to steal it from us. I mean, the only thing they lead on is solar technology, which is already dead. Uh, you know, EVs that they're trying to push on us because they have some slaves in, uh, in uh, southern Africa that they can pay pennies a day to, to get the precious metals. But as far as being really innovative, world-leading communist China, not exactly. Uh, you know, Japan, certainly. The Asia, some of the other Asian nations, absolutely. But China is a communist country. You don't have the same impetus to succeed in China and you don't get the innovation so you have to steal your uh, steal your ideas oh oh this is um, this is Dick Bick Morris and Mike Huckabee Mike Huckabee's got this show that he does on uh, on Newsmax talking about uh, uh, academic rigor and uh, plagiarism and uh, listen to what he has to say about uh, Joe Biden and the University of Pennsylvania whose uh, who's, uh, president, Liz McGill, resigned a couple of weeks ago. When people say, oh, there's no evidence. Joe Biden, there's no evidence that he's done anything wrong. Yeah, what well, would you say to that? Now, listen to this. This is on the subject of Joe Biden being corrupt, but listen. Well, I would say to myself, I'd start with the fact that when he left the vice presidency, he was hired by the University of Pennsylvania at a salary of a million dollars a year to preside over the Biden Institute for Global Engagement. Never taught a class, never showed up on campus. Yeah. And then it turned out that that, that program was funded with $54 million of anonymous donations from China. Oh, yeah. From China. So, and, and he hired among his staff uh, the future Secretary of State Blinken oh. and nine other people on the payroll of that institute who are now on the national security team. Huh. So... China funded the a farm team, essentially, for the Biden administration. <laughs> yeah. And the president of the United States was on the payroll of China for four years and made several million dollars from it. When he left the Senate, his net worth was $29,000, which means he was wow. either honest or dumb. What we're trying to say is that uh, academia is thick in Thebes. With uh, communism and Marxism. That's really what he's saying. I, I find it very interesting. And again, like I said, Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo that you've been waiting for. It just is. It just is. Uh, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. I, I got to tell you, I, uh, I met Vivek when I, was in, uh, when I was in New Hampshire with Benny Media a few months ago. And I, and I like him. I think he's a good guy. Um, you know, there's a, there's a trust factor. A lot of people say, he got a lot of money from Soros when he was in school and, you know, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know. <clears throat> 
But there seems to be a trust factor about him. He says what you want to hear. But I, I will tell you, he does tell the truth. And he's been calling out people like Trump has done in the past, including reporters. Here he is being asked to sound off on uh, white supremacy because the Biden administration, they're, they're starting this new ad, and they're saying the biggest threat to America, they're, they're, they're doubling down on white supremacy being that Trump supporters, all that, you know. And, and here they are trying to, they're trying to get him with a gotcha question. Listen to Vivek Ramaswamy address a question about, will you denounce white supremacy, which is a stupid, stupid question. I'm not, I'm not going to recite some catechism for you. I'm against vicious racial discrimination in this country. So I'm not pledging allegiance to your new religion of modern wokeism. Which this is beautiful. That, that really was well, well said. I'm not going to say a catechism uh, and, and go like this because that's what they want. You have to agree with us. And if you don't, you're a racist. It absolutely fits the, fits the test. I'm not going to bend the knee to your religion. I'm sorry. I'm not asking you to bend the knee to mine, and I'm not going to bend the knee to yours. But do I condemn vicious racial discrimination? Yes, I do. Am I going to play your silly game of gotcha? No, I'm not. Yes. Frankly, this is why people have lost trust. And I know you're going to go print the headline tomorrow. I already know this. We already know how your game works. Vivek Ramaswamy refuses to condemn white supremacy yes. because you asked a stupid question. The reality is <laughs> I condemn vicious racial discrimination yeah. in this country, but the kind of vicious and systematic racial discrimination we see today is discrimination on the basis of race in a very different direction. You want to know what the best way is to end discrimination on the basis of race? Stop discriminating on the basis of race. Oh, my goodness. How cool was that? That was pretty cool. Now, now Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, following the playbook of Donald Trump, is following the playbook of Kerry Car- Lake. They both are d- finally doing what conservatives need to do that Joe- George Bush did not do. Remember when George Bush was just a... a punching bag i could think of another p word but he was a punching bag he just like oh, you know and sorry you know what that doesn't project strength that doesn't project uh it didn't bring us together it just made you look like a clown it made you look like a soft clown and and uh donald trump he was the guy he, he, he would invite come on over come on over to the press come over and then just waylay them and Carrie Lake does the same thing, and there are others who are doing the same thing. And I love this, and this is how we'll never go back to the Republican Party. This is how, why we will never go back to the old Republican guard, George Bush, Paul Ryan, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney was, was pilloried by the media, never fought back. When they said, oh, you had a dog in a cage on your car on a vacation in 1970. I would have said, yeah, you ever watch a dog in a car? Was the first thing you do when you uh, when you roll down the window? They stick their head out. You think that would the would the dog rather be in the car on the floor or or up in a in a secure location on top of the car with the wind flowing through his ears? Dear God, and it's a dog. But of course, we all sit around and we just think that maybe we'll win over the media, but we never will. So it's better to call them out. They're easy to take down. They're very easy to take down. Jake Tapper, everybody, they're easy to take down because they don't have any facts. You know, uh, you, honestly, Joe Scarborough, Mika Brzezinski, they're, they are so weak intellectually, and they don't have the facts to back them up. So all you have to do is challenge them. We saw this with Donald Trump when he was uh, doing the CNN town hall. Same thing. Just didn't put up with the crap. And, and Vivek is doing the same. I'm going to give the man credit for that. He's not my candidate. He's not going to be my candidate. Will he, will he eventually? Maybe. Maybe. Who the hell knows? I, I think he's a pretty impressive individual. 
but trust is the issue. Here's another exchange that he said. He's calling out the media. Listen to Vivek Ramaswamy. This is good stuff. I want to have a conversation because the historical pattern with the media is lie, lie, lie again. When proven to have lied, hide from accountability. From the Hunter Biden laptop story to the origin of COVID to the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that never was. Yeah. I'm still waiting for one honest anchor in the mainstream media to just look their own audience in the eye and say, hey, I apologize. We lied to you, we got it wrong, and we'll never have this happen again. Love it. I challenge your guy, Alex, who likes to write, you know, I would say clickbaity headlines to say at least you're from a new generation of leadership. Go ahead and step up, and maybe you can do it. Or maybe, Catherine, I'd bet on you sooner to do it. But somebody needs to actually, from the next generation, heal that divide of trust between the media and the people. Okay. See, as you are uh, looking past Generation X, uh, there's not been a Generation X president yet there, Vivek. So uh, my generation isn't ready to say, oh, you know, we're ready to retire. I'm in my 50s, all right? I I could be president until I'm 70, whatever the hell. I would never do it. But, uh, you know, immediately to skip Gen X and say, the next generation, screw that. We're in charge now, bro. I mean, we we we're the generation right now. You can you can uh, you can, uh, and there are a lot of great millennials. Don't get me wrong. In Congress, there's plenty of them, but don't just uh, new generation nonsense. We're just we are Generation X. You may think we're old because we're in our 40s and 50s, but uh, we ain't old, and uh, we ain't ready to move on to another generation. We got to save the country first, <laughs> and I think we'll have a big part in it. We're all going to come together. Uh, new movie, Disney's biggest flop yet. Star Wars fans say the female-led new in next installment is destined to fail because uh, the new uh, uh, director, Charmaine Obeyed Shinoy, has declared it's about time a woman uh, shaped the franchise. This is, this is going to be such a giant turd. Um, you know, I was a little boy when uh, Star Wars came out. I was in third, third or fourth grade. And, uh, and it, was, it was revolutionary. It, it shaped my generation. It shaped all generations since. It changed sci-fi. We are endeared to characters like we never have been before. It was the first franchise that there were toys associated with it in mass. And those toys are worth a lot of money now, except if you played with them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, my nephew Jason, he's like seven years younger than me. If he would have had that, land, just leave the land speeder in the package. It'll be worth $50,000. You just have to hold on for about 45 years. <laughs> so uh, in 2015, she said that her goal is to make men more uncomfortable. Yeah, this is going to be the new director of Star Wars. Okay, realize who your demo is. A lot of men who are very uncomfortable around women. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good share of them. Listen to this. What is the balance of activating a force for change? Did you use the word force? That's a clever use of words. But also trying to permeate that patriarchy, that power structure. And is that a part of the calculation of your art? Dear God in heaven, that is textbook. Faculty lounge gobbledygook. As well, and and what's been the reaction to that? Here's what you need to say to the director of the next Star Wars movie. Say, I was just wondering if maybe you might bring back Chewbacca, or maybe the son of Chewbacca. And is there any thought about maybe making the Sith Lord into the ruler of you know a far off planet? 
that would be uh, the question you'd ask a director of Star Wars. Oh, absolutely. Also, will ever I will I ever get laid? Absolutely. What did I say? Um, that? I'm sorry. I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy <laughs> making men uncomfortable. <laughs> Not you, just just not you. Not know, you. Not not you. Not you. What's the point? What, what, really? Taken. Point taken. <laughs> but um, you know, it is important to be able to look into the eyes of a man and say, "I am here," and recognize that, and recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable, and it should make you uncomfortable because you know, you're a uh, you're a sexist. Did we start this fight? Um, all of the Star Wars movies have been pretty good, except for the stars that the, that leaned into femininity and, and the feminization of all the cultures. You guys probably know more about Star Wars than I do. I haven't seen, you know, I've been very interested in any iteration of Star Wars in a long time because they kind of suck. But uh, this woman, this woman has never directed a, a feature film with actors. Her credits involve animation, documentaries, and a few episodes of Miss Marvel and a Disney Plus show no one liked, according to the uh, Breitbart here, I guess it is. And there's little doubt there is another affirmative action hire on the part of Lucasfilm chief Kathleen Kennedy. So she was hired, kind of like the, uh, she's like the Claudine Gay of the Star Wars franchise. And it's going to suck. There you go. Maybe it's time we uh, we uh, we let we let it go. Maybe maybe it's time. I know. Oh my God! You just say we gotta get rid of Star Wars. Oh my God! I'll have nothing to live for. Yeah, maybe it's time. Maybe it's time to let it go. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Getting woke. Woke. If they should bar wars, please let these stop. That is uh, Bill Murray when he was with SNL as a lounge lizard. Yeah. Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy is the. <laughs> she wants to make men uncomfortable. So I hate to tell you this, but most of the men who really are into Star Wars are already pretty much uncomfortable. It's socially kind of awkward and pretty uncomfortable. Hmm. <laughs> Chicago Democrat Party is done, and that's a fact. Black Chicagoans vow to flip Chicago red for 2024 election over the migrant crisis. I saw this this morning. Uh, recently, the African Diaspora Channel, in, uh, in it's one of those little cable channels, these uh, you know these little cable uh, public access channels in Chicago, spoke to Mark Carter, who is a community activist, and he is begging Republican leaders to visit inner-city Chicago witnessing the migrant crisis. I think that Donald Trump needs to go. To Chicago, to the South Side, and do a speech. Hell yeah! He's talking about um, he's talking about uh, Madison Square Garden. Did you know that? Here is Mike Carter talking about the crisis created by Democrats for Black people in Chicago. Poverty, crime. This is going to impact our communities across this city to the point to where violence, murder, robbery is going to spike. Not just with America. I mean, it already has, but it's going to get worse. But also with these people uh, coming here. 3,000 illegal immigrants are living in this factory. 
almost what, what a half a block long. And this is going to transcend into public housing. Uh, they keep saying that there will be no public housing for illegal immigrants. That's not true. So we pay to be homeless basically now as United States citizens. We're going to flip Chicago red. Yeah, we'll see. They're doing exactly uh, to you what they tried to do to Rosa Parks. <gasps> you can't use that analogy. Yeah, I can. Because people of color who've always been the darlings of Democrats, they've always said, oh, we're going to fix the schools, and we're going to give you this, and we're going to do the other, give you that. And then when election day comes, what happens again? They get up, they leave some money on the dresser and leave. And now they're just skipping right past you and going, uh, let's just go for the illegals. Let's give them the hotel rooms and the, all this and that, and we'll get them to register to vote. And, and then if they accidentally vote, then we'll just say that you can't criticize the election result. Yeah, you get it now, right? Do you, I mean, it, it, people are really getting it, particularly people of color. Because uh, 60 years of this nonsense in America's inner cities, and, and you see people doubling down on this, this idiocy in, in Baltimore. There's no hope for kids going to public schools in Baltimore if you're a black kid. There's no hope. There's no hope when there's nobody graduating who is up to grade level, and people who are graduating, most of them barely know how to read if they know how to read at all. Really, Democrat Party? I hope that the, and I want it to be peaceful, but I want the Chicago Democrat Party in uh, 2024, their big convention, I want it to make 1968 look like a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. If you want to hear some of the great satire, commentary, interviews, of course, uh, in the podcast, just go to Newsmax.com slash listen. That's Newsmax.com slash listen. We're going to win this, guys. We are. God bless you. God bless America and Israel. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.